0: Welcome to Counterpressed on The Ringer and Spotify. It's Monday. We're back in the studio for some football chat. I'm with Jilly Flatty, Kate Longhurst, Jesse Parker-Humphreys and producer Becky. Before we get into any of the FA Cup, any of the other drama from the weekends, I've got a present for Becky. (laughs) Two presents, actually. And we're going to be doing a live unboxing. So um, for Christmas, uh, my friend bought me... These are hand-me-down presents, I'm okay with it. These are technically hand-down presents, but for Christmas... My friend bought me and my girlfriend the Alicia Lehman calendar (laughs) each. And he also said they were quite expensive. Uh, And we kind of realised that we don't need two. uh, And I don't really have anywhere to hang it. Uh, And then, as a coincidence, a few weeks later, me and my flatmate bought our other flatmate the same Jack Grealish calendar for her birthday. So, uh, Becky, obviously, naturally, the person (laughs) that would receive... These two extra calendars. So, Becky, nice. here you go. Thank you. Live unboxing. Wow. Oh. So one is very big and one is very small so <gasps> one is Jack Grealish calves oh my god oh she's
1: reaching straight for the Alicia Lear <laughs> <lady. laughs> <Straight laughs> is it just up? his calves
2: yeah it's literally Alicia just his calves Alicia one is so tiny for how expensive it is
1: I know and it's quite cheaply made mm. yeah that is not the quality we'll share I'd some, we'll share some pictures after <laughs> well, yeah,
2: I'll face it to the camera so. and also, oh, that's you...
1: the same colours that we've got in the studio <laughs>
0: should we yeah, do it it a shoot are so maybe we? she did it in here <laughs> is that what I look like <laughs> yes if you flick through as well there's a bit of repetition where like they obviously, run out of co- is
2: that
0: like ideas and the props. back Where you have all of them. Uh, don't even notice
2: that advanced. Whoa, look at this blue coat, this blue furry coat that she's wearing in December. Yeah. I quite like that. Uh, that is cozy. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, what I want to see is, like, I want to see her in a Christmas outfit. No, I, I want to see wasn't... her with some, like, Easter bunny ears. Yeah. But pumpkin. it's just like, here she is being. Is she in a towel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe.
3: <laughs> Who showers with those or is heels? It? Is that... bunny ears? <laughs> is
0: that a. Like, like blanket <laughs> we're gonna no to, it's a towel <laughs> we're going to have to release some pictures for this because uh, it's very visual but look see September yeah, and January are like the exactly same. the same yeah she's just, just did a different and look the towel the towel re- is also
2: you're moving so far away me. look <laughs>
0: February is also doing the same thing oh,
2: that's the same shoe. that's yeah. definitely a towel now I can see closer yeah. So anyway, um, enjoy it. Thank you. And I just want to have a look at the Jack. Yeah, Rulish. so this you is can
1: huge. That one where it's just her the top of her, you can put that with Jack Grunish's calves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really represents but, Becky's two personalities. Whoa, this calendar. one is so I can't that's just like a full crotch. for his yeah. calves. <laughs> Yeah, um, so my friend, like though. many other uh, millennial, wow. like late 20s, early 30s uh, women, loves. That's more like that's more knees, but I'm. But that isn't particularly high quality. If I, it, realize, I was going to say, either. is this an official well, calendar? No, an official. no, no, it's just made by oh, okay. Etsy, some guy. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, quick <laughs> cash.
3: You
4: could do a better zoom in, John. It's a real chilly, flirty, oh, quick oh, enterprise.
3: I'm just getting <laughs> ideas while <laughs> I'm <just> getting in a business
2: Thank you. I now have the ultimate bisexual calendar collection. Yeah, enjoy. I'm really excited about it.
3: Enjoy. I, I will do when. one for
1: my
4: elbows. I've got quite <laughs> yeah, pointy elbows. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, what what parts of your body you, I can you do you like, need? Should we do a counterpressed Broke Faye White's
4: nose with that one. <laughs> Broke someone else's yeah. with that one. Who's going to wear the
2: Easter bunny ears? On, on your
3: elbow, Easter <laughs> bunny <Yeah. is. laughs>
4: I'll eat an Easter egg.
2: Oh, February for Jack Grealish is just like crotch. Just yeah. full crotch, which for Valentine's Day, that's what I want to say. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Blaine. Um, I, I got, love that. will keep you busy for a bit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if I don't say anything for the rest of the podcast, <laughs> it's just because I'm flicking through, through these.
0: Um, so, yeah, glad Becky could enjoy that. Hope It's very visual, but hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Uh, today, uh, I've been, you know, in Butlins over the weekend, so I'm playing catch-up in more ways than one. But, uh, we but could, did anyone ask you for a selfie at Butlins? No, and I no. did say that the Venn diagram, I think, sure. of listeners that, the listeners, in. listeners that listen to our pod and people that went to Butlins for White Hoopla might be quite small because it was like 80% Gay men and I just don't. Are you think- saying that gay men can't enjoy women's football podcasts? No, but I just wouldn't say you gay bigots. men listen to this show. <laughs> That's what I'm probably saying. Um, so yeah, I think the Venn diagram was quite small, you know. Um but you never know. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe I just missed out on the opportunity. <laughs> uh but today we are going to be talking about the FA Cup. Um there were a few dramas over the weekend. Uh we're also going to be talking about so the Saturday night transfer drama, which took loads of people by surprise. Uh, Not and- least blow
1: when she found out about it on Sunday morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I completely processed it on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, nearly broke the internet, that one. Um, and also a few upsets in the FA Cup. Well, one very big one that we're going to talk about. And also some retirement news. As Jen Beattie announced, she was stepping away from playing international football. And we're going to get into all of that after this. So, Jilly, Jesse, our reporters—one live from the scene, Jesse; one live from the studio, Jilly. Kings Meadow, pretty um, dramatic game by all accounts. Chelsea winning three-two by their skin of the teeth, their, by the skin of their teeth a little bit. Jesse, would you say? But um, I have sort of been catching up a little bit. But Chelsea were very good. Liverpool were a bit lucky. Chelsea also made mistakes and kind of clung on a little bit. Is the narrative?
1: Yeah, I don't like. I don't know what Julie thought, but I thought it was a bit of a weird game in that I felt like, especially in the first kind of 60 minutes, Chelsea were like fine and pretty chilled out. And then Liverpool kind of changed their shape and it was like Chelsea just totally freaked out and didn't really know what to do and then made it way more chaotic than it needed to be. And by the end, I was feeling nervous.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think... I personally felt that Chelsea didn't even get out of third gear. Like, I just felt like they was cruising a lot of the game. Um, And then I do think, yeah, when Liverpool went to a two-up top with Katie Stengel and Mel Lawley, they started troubling Chelsea. And obviously, the goals that they conceded were... I mean, Kerry Holland's goal was... An unbelievable strike um, first time. But then obviously Bonner's goal was just a scrappy corner that Chelsea should have dealt with in the sense of numbers compared to Liverpool only had like two in there, which was Jazz Matthews and uh, Gemma Bonner. And obviously Bonner scored. But again, I think it's that then the last, uh, obviously I think Mel Lawley had a chance that Mucevic um, tipped over like the last kick of the game. Like it was exciting like last few minutes for say neutral, neutral. Um, but in looking at the whole game as in chances and that, Chelsea, I think, were the deserved winners out of it.
0: Yeah, it was a strong Chelsea lineup as well. Emma Hayes didn't just like throw on some kids; it was very, very strong. Liverpool, were the only team that beat Chelsea yeah. this
1: season, and I think that's what's like was funny about it as well. I felt like that when when Liverpool did change shape and started getting into the game more. That's I think where maybe the nerves started to come for Chelsea as well. Maybe this awareness that they had obviously lost earlier in the season uh, to them, and in some ways, I was like, oh, it's quite a good game because I feel like this. Time period is so bitty in terms of the games you play. Yeah, because we've got a big international break coming up. That as well. I kind of preferred that we had to play like a tough opponent rather than playing like a, a team further down, like to get people in the rhythm um, a bit more. But also, yeah, obviously, you do kind of want to maybe be able to rest players. Like the amount of minutes Sam Kerr's playing at the moment is like. I was scary. really <laughs> surprised
0: she played midweek in the Conti Cup. Yeah. Because there's, thought- no, there's
1: no one else, right, to play up top. So. But I mean, she got a hat trick, so she could have had six. It would have been so annoying if we hadn't won because it was just classic. Like.
0: Well, like you say, it almost felt like they needed to just get this game and a win against Liverpool out the way because the fact that they lost at the beginning of the season, obviously played terribly in that game and were just so out of sorts, out of rhythm, and have you know really kind of lent in and, and got into the season as it's gone on. Had that other game postponed, so it felt like. They just needed to like get through ninety minutes against Liverpool and win the game without any massive disasters. And now it's like right they can move on with their season. Cause this like Liverpool mentally. mentally thing was just was becoming this kind of like little soap opera in itself. But Jesse, Sam Kerr, is she now the second all-time Top goal scorer for Chelsea women. Yeah, went ahead. Is of that Beth. behind Anyaluko? No, she's
1: behind Fran. She's behind so Fran. That okay. could be a fun little race. Uh, she's quite a significant. I think Fran's on like 109, and okay. Sam's on 77. Okay. It's crazy. 77 goals in 97 appearances. Yeah, her stats are yeah. it just say. ridiculous.
2: Do you remember when she first joined and everyone thought she was a bust, <laughs> and she was having like a bit of a dodgy time settling in? Everyone was like, "It's a terrible sign. <laughs> 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 she's not going to do anything."
0: Yeah, it's worked out all right. So hasn't it. it goes: what Fran, Sam, Beth, Any. Beth to still be the, like th- a third all-time go- top goal scorer That's when rubbing. she only got like you know a se- maybe a season and a bit. Well, she as was she at the started. Club for a very long. Yeah, but time. on and like a bit bitty yeah. her whole yeah. career It's so it's, impressive. It's kind of
2: rubbing salt in the wounds. Like we've just sold you, and now I'm gonna take over your oh, scoring <laughs> record. <laughs> <Our goal-scoring>
0: record. <laughs> um, the full fifth round draw I think will be happening today, um, so we'll find out who they're going to be playing in the next round. Um, Jesse, FA Cup is obviously a big part of Chelsea's first history, the first trophy that you know Emma Hayes won and has been a big part of that last couple of seasons. They've had success in the competition. I know so much of this season is about the Champions League, but how do you feel about their FA Cup credentials? I mean, they're very good at winning it.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I always think with these cup competitions, a lot of it depends on who you draw and when you draw them and what other games are around. I, I think with the FA Cup and the league, especially as Chelsea get into the later rounds, the Champions League will still be the priority. And I think I could see in, in either competition um, Chelsea dropping points because they're so focused on the Champions League. And I think that makes sense. And personally, I don't mind because... We've won quite a lot of those things recently, anyway, and I'd much prefer to reach Champions League final again, win, try and win the Champions League. Um, but it would be nice to have a nicer draw in the fifth. I was going to say, I mean, so much will come
0: down to the draw because it's like if you were to get United or Arsenal or even maybe City, that could make things a little bit trickier. But you just want a team that's not a WSL team, yeah. Jilly, uh, a good showing from Liverpool yesterday, obviously your your old side, and you were commentating on the game. Are you feeling positive about sort of the second half of the season and the outlook for them? Because it's probably it you know, that relegation battle is still, you know, they're still technically in it, although they are are in a better position than certainly Leicester and Brighton, they've got one more point than Brighton and Reading. But how are you feeling about the second half of their season having like seen quite a positive performance yesterday?
3: Well, they've got, obviously, a couple of big games coming up. They've got to play, obviously, Reading um, and Leicester as well. I just think, for me, like, sitting there watching it yesterday, it's just frustrating because I know Liverpool sit in against Chelsea and some of the bigger teams because there's a fear that there's going to be... you're going to get bop, bopped and played around. But Liverpool are so much better when they go at teams. I feel like even, like, playing there this year even in pre-season, that like when we go at teams and we press them and we we go high and we all go together, we play better than when we just sit off and, and bank up. Um, And then, basically, you're then trying to win the ball. like You're winning the ball, but all your players are behind the ball. And then you try and counter-attack with no one there. Like, so many times, Liverpool won the ball and then there was literally Katie Stengel won it and all she had ahead of her was Mel Lawley against the, a back four. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's only so much players can do. So, I know there's obviously the... The pressure there and obviously the nervousness of like going and then and getting played around and losing. But I just thought there has to be the trust there that, especially if you're playing a back five, you've got to trust players that, you know, we can go and be more attacking. Um, but I just think they were so much better when they changed shape and they went and pressed Chelsea.
0: But do you think with those games coming up, though, that they will be more confident given the, like how they did play well in moments against Chelsea and now going into those next two games, I think they will be a bit more like take a few
3: more risks. Yeah, no, they have to, you know, like obviously they want to be pushing up the table and they, they don't want to be looking behind them. But I just think if they take the second half performance and not wait to go one nil down or wait to half time to go, Oh, let's change it now. Like I suggested, I would rather, if I was Liverpool, I would rather lose that game three or four nil, but no, you actually went for it and thought, you know what? We can get the confidence to because if you go and do that against the likes of Leicester against the likes of Brighton you're gonna you're gonna win those games you know and I think the second half performance especially the last I'd say 20-25 minutes of the game then that's so positive but now in the games coming up be on your front foot get in the faces of players because they're not going to be at the level of Chelsea they're not going to be at the quality so you don't have to really worry about what happens behind you just got to trust each other but yeah they got they've got to go for it.
0: Kate 2-0 win at Wolves tough one (laughs) it was actually Um,
4: yeah it's a classic underdog versus a team that should win Um, and it was difficult for 70 minutes we couldn't break them down we had a lot of chances Um, but I think because they sat in a low block it was just hard for us to find a way and then once we got one it sort of killed them a little bit and we had a few more chances after that so um, yeah just getting that first goal was the most important thing
0: and we know that you're already a, a League Cup semi-finalist um, mm. and both of you have had nice journeys with West Ham and the FA Cup getting to Wembley for that final. It does feel like the, with how the WSL title race is going and has been going for ages where it's like, right... Sometimes two teams going for it, sometimes three teams. And now, you know, will we see four teams? I think, you know, City's title race this season is done, but going forward, could we see four teams going for it? It does feel like now more than ever, both the Conti Cup and the FA Cup is like the biggest opportunities for teams like West Ham to like grab the opportunity with both hands, get a cup competition, get a good run do you feel like you guys and also other teams around you like are feeling that confidence going forward like this is the time where we can get that scalp and it's not going to be predictable like it's going to be Arsenal-Chelsea in the final?
4: Yeah, I think you have to get a little bit lucky with the draw as well. If you draw one of those teams like Liverpool did early on, it's, it makes it hard. Yeah. Um, but even you look at the teams that they're putting out though, they're putting strong teams out. Even Aston Villa yesterday with an emphatic 11-0, I think it ended. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, you've you've obviously got the bigger teams, but Man United didn't really rotate that much. Arsenal didn't rotate that much. Um, I didn't see the Man City squad, but from the scorers, I'm sure they didn't rotate that much. Yeah, Bunny
0: Shaw got another hat trick. (laughs) Yeah,
4: so they're still going to be... I think for those teams, it's almost what can they win? Because if they don't win the league, they need to win something. So it makes it hard as well. Um, But for us, of course, we love cup runs and and that kind of gives you a little bit more... Uh, competition for the rest of the season of course you're always fighting for league points and trying to get up the table but if you can actually win something like that's why we play football we don't just play to take part so um, of course we want to have a good cup run but again it's, it's a bit lucky on who you draw
0: and we spoke about this when we did the, the show about your career, Jelly, about how you guys got quite lucky with your draw that season you went to the final. And you when you went,
3: every single ball was coming out of the hat over and over again, you were like, oh, we could win this game. Yeah, I, mean, I remember obviously watching it and seeing that. And you do, you do look for who you draw. I remember obviously being at Liverpool when Chelsea got pulled out and it was straight away, you're just like, oh, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> yeah. the FA Cup, obviously, you know the beauty of the other teams coming in. Yeah and obviously experiencing it with West Ham where you know obviously when we done here, we got the lowest ranked team that was left in the hat aside from ourselves like probably the chance of that happening again would probably be rare um, but yeah it is it is disheartening I think when you are another WSL and we obviously you could have picked anyone and we get Chelsea Um but yeah, obviously, if you're lucky with it, you, there's no there's no reason why you can't go into the in quarters and the semis and even get to the final.
0: And that that run that you guys had as well, like obviously, Paul Konchesky made a couple of changes yesterday, Kate, in your game, and you were playing what they're in the fourth tier, third tier, can't third tier, third tier, um, and you had a couple of younger players play yesterday. But that run that you guys had to the final, did you always have quite an experienced senior team that always played in those games? Do you
4: remember? Yeah, I think we, did, we? we had more of an experienced team because throughout the team it was sort of like mid-20s late 20s wasn't it with a couple of young promising players that would start anyway so I feel like anyone that came in we'd all had experience of that anyway so um, yeah it didn't really matter if we rotated or um, I don't know as as a squad we probably had a little bit more than what we've got now whereas we've got quite a few young players that haven't maybe played 90 minutes so actually sometimes they're harder games to go into because you've got a little bit more time than you think on the ball or if they are dropping deeper you may be not used to where the positions that they're picking up so it's really good experience for our younger players as well to get some game time and I thought they did well um but yeah it's just learning to kind of play at the next level and play women's football really coming from uh younger football it's so different playing against women's side who are built strong and a lot more powerful and stuff. So no matter the level.
0: Yeah. And you're always going to see that when we look at some of the other results from the fourth round, like, you know, Leeds United having to go to Boreham and play Arsenal. Like that is a big challenge. You've got amateur teams trying to play people who've been professional athletes for years now. Like it's such a big step up, but Birmingham City getting probably the biggest scalp of the weekend. Birmingham, obviously, recently relegated to the championship. They're currently fifth in the championship. So they aren't, you know, technically one of the best teams in the league, but they do have a lot of WSL experience in their team, beating Everton 1-0 at Everton. And the team that Everton put out, Jesse, was not by no means kids. Like, it was still a very strong uh, 11. Aggie Beaver-Jones, obviously, on loan from Chelsea, and she scored last weekend in, in in the WSL game. So another kind of notch on just what a chaotic few years it's been for Everton. And they have been very inconsistent this season and are still not by any means kind of convincing so just kind of don't know where that sort of messy project is going to end up especially with everything that's going on behind the scenes with the men's side and the fact that you know if they they're, 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 so they're at risk well they're at risk of relegation <laughs> and the impact that that could have on the women's team you know rumors you know and quite considerable threats of administration if they were to get relegated like it just seems like there is such a cloud everywhere there and this is kind of like the epitome <laughs> of like you know, can't beat Birmingham City to get through to the next round.
1: I mean, I think Everton in the WSL this season have been on a kind of steadily upward trajectory in a way that I think um, shows that Brian Sorensen is having a positive impact at the club. Um, And I think they they look quite good. I think this is like the perfect example of just like a really frustrating result because I just said Everton would have been the perfect team to go on a cup run because they're not in the league going to, probably push up I mean they might be in the best position to do the like best of the rest fifth but Mm. like surely they'd prefer to like try and reach an FA Cup final again Um, and to lose to Birmingham it's just like obviously a really annoying result and I feel like one of those things where it's like The magic of the cup, but you know, like these things can happen between like teams where the gap isn't. Jesse hates the underdog. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the magic of the cup. Fuck you all. (laughs) I just mean, like, I don't think the fact that they lost to Birmingham is like a damning indictment on Everton's season. I just think it's frustrating because they're a team who who I do think are on the up, and a good cup run could have really like solidified the direction they're going in. And now they don't like they really don't have that much to play for other than the coming fifth. But I think Brian Sorensen's doing a good job and I, I like watching them. I think they're a fun team to watch. I think the concern going forward will be that lots of the things that are very good about them are their loanies. Yeah. So what what do they look like without Jess Park, without Aggie Beaver-Jones, um, without Emily Ramsey, who's been like absolutely massive for them? I know they've looked at signing permanently, Aggie Beaver-Jones and Emily Ramsey, but it doesn't look like either of that's going to happen this window. Um, maybe that's something they revisit in the summer. Jess Park will almost certainly go back to City because she's ridiculous. Um <laughs> So yeah, like I think they, I think they're a good team. I think it's just like an, one of those annoying things.
0: Well, good. So the chaos isn't as bad. So as I actually, predicted. everything Sorry. that you said is wrong. wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the off-field stuff is like relevant. Right? Yeah, it's
0: slightly separate, and it's but, yeah. like
1: I guess a similar thing to maybe what's going on at Leicester. Like the, the investment that maybe has been put in can't be extended in a way that people would have maybe imagined two or three years ago. Um, and I don't know how that will affect Everton, but it's the in the inner workings of stuff like that is just like i'm not qualified to speak about that because i've got no idea how they ring fence their money and blah yeah blah.
0: yeah i think um all in all when you look at the results most of them went the way you would expect with the higher ranked team going through uh bar birmingham beating everton and cardiff city beating burnley Burnley obviously like kind of on a real push supporting their women's team and there we are the tier uh, above Cardiff City but Cardiff City won that 4-1 but apart from that yeah it was pretty predictable some massive wins for Aston Villa beating Fylde ladies 11-0 Arsenal beating Leeds United 9-0 did
2: a score?
0: She scored twice I believe Oh,
2: keeping track. Even that tally level.
0: Man City beating Sheffield United seven 0 So there were some big wins in there, and the, yeah, I think the draw might be happening on Monday today. So we will see what happens in the next round. But there was a huge bit of transfer news that we're going to talk about after this. Right, Saturday night. I'd like to do like a play-by-play where I was. Where was. Okay, let's do that. So Saturday night, I'm in Butlins. <laughs> I'm dressed as the clouds from Toy Story, uh, and Tom, Gary, and Anton Toloy, So shout out them, the two, the two journo's who got a joint exclusive on this. They dropped this story at what time on Saturday night? Like half ten. 10.30 wow. in the evening. Don't they know that we're all out partying at Butlins? Uh, and uh, I got a text in the group chat from Jesse, Becky, can't remember, um, saying just Katie McCabe, all caps. What did you think, when you got a text just saying Katie McCabe, what did you think had happened? I was, I had no idea. I was <laughs> so confused. <laughs> I was so confused. Uh, so then I searched on Twitter and Tom's story came up and I was like, what? I still couldn't get my head round it. It was just so random. Uh, and then it all kind of unravelled. Becky, you were also out, also out, right? I was at a
2: party and I saw it before Jesse text group chat from another group chat, um, uh, which was the link to the tweet and the caption was, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> um and I went round because was, it was a, a friend's birthday who is a big football fan. Um, so there was a lot of like football people there. I just went round being like, guys. <laughs> holding your phone up. Katie McCabe. Huge um, yeah. <laughs> And people just being shocked. It was quite fun.
0: Yeah. Jilly, I know you were off Twitter for a while and we were talking about how you feel like you miss out on all the transfer chat. Now you're back on. Did you see it on Twitter? Yeah,
3: well, I did. I was, I was lying in bed. Like, no, you do. You just scroll through your phone. Yeah. And I was like... Oh my God, like <laughs> half 10 at night. Um, yeah, it was just. I'm glad you were in bed as well, because I was also in bed. <laughs> and these two being out was making me feel bad. I was out partying. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was getting ready to like put the phone down and go sand, though. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just the most random time, though, like yeah. on a Saturday night as well. I
0: know, I don't know. I mean, often, like when you are preparing these stories, there would have been probably an agreed point of, and I imagine that. They probably said, right, well, you know, hold it till this point, get it out at this point. I, I couldn't work out when the actual bid was a judge like happened that, that. So for context, in case anyone did miss this, um, Chelsea put in quote a substantial bid to try and get Katie McCabe from uh, Arsenal. And Arsenal have rejected the bid. And Jonas Arvidell said after Arsenal's game on Sunday that uh, there's no chance of the move happening. He only speaks to Katie about Arsenal. Yeah, but
2: that's the thing. Did like I want to know if Katie knew that they'd put in that bid because Jonas said that he didn't talk to her. So like I want to know where Katie was at 10:30 on Saturday on Twitter, <laughs> if being you're like, can what? you tell
0: us? Um, so yeah, it, it was. It's kind of unclear when when the bid was put in place obviously the window is open for domestic transfers until 5 p.m on Tuesday so there is still you know who knows time to potentially get it over the line but I think it is very unlikely that Arsenal would sell even for a lot of money she has 18 months left on her contract uh, and I think it, I think it would take a lot for Arsenal to accept it. And also in women's football as well, for a lot of these women's teams, you don't necessarily need money like in the men's game where you're like, right, OK, you know, Brighton can't turn down an offer for 80 million for a player because that is important budget for their team. If you're Arsenal women or Chelsea women, say it's, you know, 150 grand or 260 grand like Spurs play for Chelsea women, like that isn't necessarily going to be a, a huge game changer like it would be the equivalent in the men's game like that's still an important resource but arsenal aren't desperate for budget like a lower a lower tier like a lower side would be so that's why i feel like it's going to take a hell of an offer for arsenal to be like yeah we'll get rid of one of our most important players Jesse, would you agree or you think there's chance no i don't think it happens would well, you want her oh 100% yeah <laughs>
1: Um, yeah I think she's a fantastic player I think Chelsea have been looking for a uh, left back left wing back for ages they're like I, I said they're this on another, for a like I her. said this on another podcast but it's like she wouldn't have even been on my list just because I wouldn't have even thought mm, like it happen. was possible yeah. Um, but yeah like she's a leader she's Twenty seven, which is like a fantastic age to, to buy a player at I think. I'm also
2: twenty seven, it is a fantastic age. <laughs> yeah. And do I'm you want to go and play for yeah. Chelsea? Please. Yeah. Um, I've got no I left would, I would Chelsea's currently enjoyed watching <laughs> <laughs> you know.
1: looking at leaving as well. So they don't um, have to pay that
2: much money for
0: me. I'll take I'll take hundred K. Yeah. And yeah. also we know from Becky's previous stories that she will play drunk, so that works <laughs> that quite well. Really better drunk. Yeah. So a few vodkas before the game yeah. Yeah. works a tree. I'll put that in the contract.
3: Perfect. I'm all of them.
1: Um yeah, but I think I mean, I think there's 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 two possibilities. One, Kate McKay wants to sign a new contract at Arsenal and it's all she a wants, lot of this like, is tactical, to, you know, stir up the interest or two, she genuinely doesn't really want to be at the club anymore potentially. She
2: she was a Chelsea fan growing up. Did you see that video?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh. She was a Chelsea fan growing up. Can I just say something as well? Yeah, yeah. this is an yeah. exclusive, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I was at Chelsea, yeah. Um, I was living in a house with Neve Fahy. Um, and I come down the stairs one day and they went, Oh, we've got a trialist over. And it was Katie McCabe was trying at Chelsea. She must have be been young. Yeah, then. so she was like on the set obviously she played uh with Neve. <laughs> I just Ireland. imagine this child
0: sitting on the sofa. With <laughs> her feet
3: like dangling on touch touching like, hey, how are you? And I was like, Oh, you alright? And then there's like, yeah. So she trialed with us. Wow. And then for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And then she went to trial for Arsenal and then she signed for Arsenal. Yeah. So. Wow. That could have had was Wow, that's
0: very interesting. Yeah. And then she went on loan. She to Glasgow City loads and then came yeah, back yeah, and yeah. the rest is history. Yeah. Crazy times. She seemed in the video that I
2: saw, she seemed like ashamed, ashamed of being a Chelsea fan when she was a kid. I think like <laughs> she's like Arsenal. Is it, it a bit Bruno? like Harry Kane
0: when people always yeah, yeah, shame yeah, yeah. him for spoiling Arsenal? But I mean, I, for one, would love it just for the drama. It would be great drama. I mean,
1: this is the other thing. Arsenal couldn't do it, right? Because it would be so bizarre. Like it would to be in a like Arsenal could still technically win a quadruple. Chelsea are also up for all of those competitions. You can't. That she was their player of the season last yeah. year. You can't sell your no. player of the season to a rival. It would be
0: completely ridiculous, and I, that's why I think it just wouldn't. It wouldn't happen in this context because. They just don't need the money. Like, there's not anything mm. that would force their hand. Like, yeah. that's why, unless she, as the player, said, I don't want to be here, then that's different because the power dynamic shifted. But I just don't see... But even then, the power's still with the club because she's got 18
1: months on her
0: deal. Yeah. It's not yeah. like she can run something Yeah, down. but you know when you, if you want to force your way out, you can force your way out yeah, and say, but... I don't want to play. I don't think Chelsea
4: would put a bid in without checking 1st
1: Interesting. Oh, yeah, fully. Oh, Kate, Katie McCabe is fully interested in yeah, the move. Yeah, oh, 100%. Her place
4: is up for for grabs, isn't it, in Arsenal. Steph Catley's playing so well at left-back, so she's not getting a look in there. And then she's not starting in the front three at the moment for Arsenal, so...
1: And the other thing as well be... is when she's been used, she's been used on the right. And the other thing I wondered is she obviously plays on the left for Ireland, mm-hmm. whether she doesn't want to be playing as kind of this weird, inverted right-winger every other game when she's about to captain her Country at World Cup, so
4: she's a good player though. So there's not long left, is there?
0: No, but I,
1: I can't see it happening.
4: I there's, can't like, see it especially happening now that uh, Jonas has said. She's yeah, not going I can't anywhere, see but. it
0: happening just because I feel like Arsenal will do their damnedest to hold on to her. But I do think there is like there 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 would be a good reason for her to want to go. But I just don't. She would have to really be like... I feel like she's not the kind of professional to say, I'm not going to play unless you sell me. And that's the only way that you would be able to almost force the move. Because I feel like she is a a big enough professional and an important enough player and cares about the team enough to be like, right, I'll stick it out. I think it would be detrimental for her to force a move that would result in you know just not playing and being like, right. Because that's kind of worse for both parties. But I do think... It would take so much to get her out, but like you said, it's great drama. I would love it. If Ask my brother the drama.
1: Um, to give me the lowdown on how she like was at the game yesterday. His review was that she just like waved with one hand to the fans. Hard to know what to <laughs> read into that, um, but <laughs> there we go. Take at least that she what waved. She
3: did <laughs> wave. That was that like, goodbye. Her hand over thank you. Did she, you know. did she play yesterday or not? Yeah, she started. Yeah, yeah. yeah she started oh. as well. So that so was she the kind of real. Then anyway, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um you, Julie, you mentioned Uh um, Jesse, your tweet that <laughs> my yesterday. my girlfriend read out on the drive back to Butland. Uh, tell us what happened with Nifahy at King's Meadow.
1: This was when Chelsea was free one up. There was a guy in front of me in the east stand who, like, shouted not to, like not particularly at Nifahy, but just at the Liverpool defence. Like, oh, it's a long journey home. And she just turned around and gave him the middle finger.
3: <laughs> was it like Kelly Smith vibes when she done it, When Kelly Smith got sent off. So she got sent off in oh, the I do vaguely remember it's what this. made her miss the um the when they won the when we won the quadruple. Yeah. So she cut, got sent off and then as she got sent off she then done the middle finger to the fans as <laughs> she walked off. Iconic <laughs> 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 behaviour. Also Wait, to the opposition fans. Yeah, oh, not just anyone. Just was, <laughs> like her <laughs> own fans. Like, no, like the to. Because um, obviously she missed it, it was both legs, wasn't it? It was a. Yeah, the yeah, final yeah, the then the game final, was a two-legged yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but she, she got sent off in the semi-final. But then as she walked off to the opposition fans, she just put her middle finger up, right? And yeah.
0: See, I recently had to write about that for a kid's book. Didn't include that segment <laughs> in the children's book. Um, it, that guy would have had so much egg on his face if it had ended oh my God, up. Oh I was like, uh,
1: When Liverpool scored their second, <laughs> he I was like it. Mate, if this guy no, like. Jessie's been scrapping outside <laughs> yeah. Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a lot of respect because Neve could have come over and been like... Yeah, yeah. Neve could have done
0: a proper, like, shh, sort yeah, of thing.
1: Yeah. She needed to score, like, a banger.
0: On the... I mean, Jilly, you gave us a bit of an exclusive there, but on the subject of uh, controversial or scandalous transfers, have you guys ever had kind of a, like... Or, I mean, we spoke about when you've both had phone calls about, like, do you want to go here? But you've ever, have you ever had one of those kind of, like, awkward transfer moments where like it's like a last minute thing or you you know, you hear about it through someone else before you actually get considered like one of those ones where it's like made the news or like people are talking about before before you even get the phone call
3: um no not really most of the time when i've like left i mean obviously all the times i've left i've been aware of that i was going and then the conversations didn't start happening till after I'd left. So there was mm. never like, I've never been fortunate enough to been like in a contract <laughs> and my agent rings and goes, listen, so-and-so want you, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I've never been fortunate enough for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not in demand. <laughs>
0: I, I normally wow. have to beg teams. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: yeah, No. My my life is not that
4: exciting.
0: There's still time. We had uh, some other big news as well uh, over, sort of over the weekend. I think it broke on Friday morning that Jen Beattie is stepping away from international football. She did score in Arsenal's game against Leeds United on the weekend. She has played 144 times for Scotland, which is a hell of a lot of times. She had her first senior cap at 16, she was called up to the under-19s at just 14 years old. So I didn't think I quite appreciated until I really looked up her stats how long she's been playing for Scotland, because that is a really long time. Um, and she talked a lot about how you know playing for Scotland had... Being more than she kind of saw her own family at times because she played a lot abroad, you know, played in England, played in Australia, played in France. So being part of the Scotland squad was really important because it meant she got to you know see friends that she'd known for ages, and it became a second family for her. So massive congratulations to her for the career that she's had and kind of making that call. And you know, Jilly, obviously you've recently had similar news, but you know she's still going to be playing club football, but. Having played with Jen as well at Arsenal, as well, like how, how much do you think it's it's gonna, she's probably gonna be like quite excited about having that time back? Because I know that's something you've spoken about quite a lot.
3: Yeah, and I think even like from like younger age groups, like for myself, and then obviously then with the England seniors, like when you, when it stops and you realise like how many international breaks there are that you then have free time, and you know, like mm. I think we used to say, obviously at West Ham, like, I used to love the international breaks because I'd be like, it's a chance for you to get a weekend off because if managers are nice, they'll give you the weekend off. Um, but it's just that time rather than, you know, sometimes international games like, I know, obviously at West Ham, obviously with Dagny as well, obviously having the little boy, like they'd go straight after meetups after games and then they'd be traveling and they might only come home and then they might have like one day off before going back into training again. And it is, it is difficult, like, especially obviously with family and, it's not just travelling like Europe now. Obviously, they go further. So, yeah, I think she'll she'll look forward now and probably won't even realise it until it's the, well, the international break coming up. Just realise how much time off you actually get. Um, and you can get a little bit of a life while obviously she's still playing too. And
0: what's she like to play with as well? Because she's been such a big part of Scotland's team for a really long time now, For such a big part of that back line. Gone to, you know, World Cups and Euros with them. So, what is she like? She's obviously like a big presence, but what is she like to play with? She's such
3: a gentle giant. Like, <laughs> I remember when she came to Arsenal, I remember just looking, well, I was looking up at her and I just thought, wow. Like, and I just said, I felt like with Beats all you wanted her to have was just that bit of nastiness about Mm. her because she was such a presence um, in games but yeah just such a lovely girl I remember one one game I don't even remember it when we was playing Bristol I think and she scored the winner in like, but it was a long distance shot like Mm. you would never stand in front of Beats' shots um, because they're so powerful but yeah, she's just such a lovely girl. Obviously, she's obviously went through cancer as well, and but she was the first like one to reach out to me with the news. Obviously, when I retired and stuff, and yeah, just a really a gentle giant, but a consistent player as well. Um, I think obviously she hasn't let herself down in regards to how well she's played for teams. Um, but yeah, I've just always said I would have loved to just to, to have a bit of that nastiness in there as well.
0: Kate, you must have played against her as well in the WSL. What's she like to face up against when she's not on your team?
3: Yeah, she's very big and physical. It's hard to get
4: round her and um the the things that she's good at she does well. Yeah. And I think it's been a bit of a shame for her I think because she hasn't really played at club level either for like the last season season and a half. Um and maybe the time is right where they didn't make it to the World Cup so then she's probably thinking have I, have I got it in me to go another campaign Cycle, to try yeah. and get into the Euros again? You know, it's it is it like Jilly said, it takes a lot out of you. And um, I yeah, I mean, she's at an age where she's probably thinking I want to kind of wind down a little bit. And hopefully she's still got another couple of years in her in terms of club football. But yeah, she's she's hard to play against. She's comfortable on the ball. Um, she's good in the air. She's always a threat from set pieces. Um, So, yeah, it'd be a loss for Scotland. um, But I also think they've got some youngsters coming through as well. So hopefully they can keep progressing as well because they had a good campaign for the World Cup. And I think they've always been so close that she's probably thought we've been close so many times. It's a lot of effort to put into another campaign. So... um yeah, she, she deserves some time to herself.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, so congrats to Jen Beattie on a massive international career and good luck with, with everything else. I know she's doing lots of media stuff off the pitch as well and on a rival podcast on Sky Sports. But, you know, we're, all, we're all friends. We're all friends in this industry. Um, and obviously, you know, still a big part of Arsenal's team as well. Big personality in, in that dressing and a very important part of the squad. Uh, that's... That's all I've got on my list. I don't know if anyone else got anything they want to bring up. Becky, you look like you want to no. drop a bombshell. No. no? Nothing to report? Don't think so. Wow, huge. <laughs> should I? <laughs> I don't know, you Maybe don't... should make something up. <laughs> yeah, make up some I've rumor. heard that Jem Beattie's moving now. <laughs> um well we will be back on Thursday. We actually have some homework for listeners. I've not started. Um I've not, yeah, not started. Did buy highlighters, uh, so I think. We are going you know, to really do you know it. it.
2: Post-it notes. Yeah, I do have post-it notes notes as well. I'm prepared. Apart from that, I haven't started the book.
0: (laughs) So our homework for Thursday, because we... So for the Thursday shows, we want to do a kind of little bit of everything, you know, sometimes do a speciality topic like the ACL one, sometimes do something a little bit silly like we did last week with the funniest moments, maybe get guests on and things like that. But Thursday, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a little kind of breakdown, read through of alex scott's autobiography how not to be strong so if you want to join in the chat you maybe you've already read it uh, or within the next four days well, i don't <laughs> like know how we're gonna squeeze it in like us three uh, if you want to read it and get involved in the chat then please do but we're going to be kind of having a little read through that discussing some of the bits um Hopefully with maybe Kate or Julie involved as well, if they're free and want to join Have in the Have you got time to read a book before Thursday? i can't buy a book. <laughs> <laughs> Gilly, we'll just use you for a few Arsenal stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry, you don't need to read it. Um, so yeah, join us on Thursday for that. should be fun. Um, I know like, there's already been a couple of bits from it shared anyway since it came out, but if you do want to join in, I think you can get it on Kindle for not very much money. So um, yeah, join us on Thursday. But for now, we'll see you soon.